Hey, 21 News app users, this is Andrew DePaulo with another 21 News podcast. In this edition, we are joined by Mark Kantrowitz. He's a nationally recognized expert on student financial aid, scholarships, and student loans, as well as an author, publisher, and vice president of savingforcollege.com. Mark, thank you so much for joining us on this 21 News podcast. We want to start off by talking about stimulus checks. Stimulus checks rolled off the presses, what, about a month or or so ago, and a lot of people haven't received them yet. A lot of the viewers that we have here that say they haven't got these checks yet are mainly students. So why would students be ineligible for these stimulus checks and maybe not have received them yet? Well, the way the law was written, college students are considered dependent of their parents. If they're under age 24 and a student, they're considered a dependent. If they're over age, if they're age 24 or older, then they will get the stimulus checks. And unfortunately, even though they're dependent on their parents, their parents can't claim the $500 per child stimulus check for them because that's restricted to children who are age 16 and younger. The good news is that there may be a fix in the work. Uh, The HEROES Act, which was introduced this week by uh, Democrats in the House, uh, would allow parents to claim that $500 per child for dependent college students. And I was reading on one of the articles that you contributed to in Forbes. Um, this might even be the case if you're a student under the age of 24 and you weren't uh, declared or claimed as a dependent by by your parents. Why would that be the case? Right, because the way the law is written, it's whether you are claimable as a dependent, not whether you're actually claimed. So are there any exceptions to to this? Could there be any way for students to be able to get that stimulus check? Well, for example, if you're married and you file a joint return with your spouse, even if you're under age 24, you're not considered a dependent on your parent, and then you and your spouse will be able to get the $1,200 stimulus check. So you you talked a little bit about this new legislation that might kind of fix this, Um, but well, let's say for now that's not even introduced or not even possible to get past. We want to kind of backtrack real quick. Um, I read a little bit about the, the parents don't qualify for that $500 rebate. Why is that? Well, it's because the definition is in terms of what's called a qualifying child, which is defined as a child under age 17. So only 0.1% of college students are under age 17, and they potentially would qualify for them but not for college students who are of typical age, 17 to 23. So uh, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject, which is student loan debt. The the CARES Act did uh, did a little bit to kind of bring some relief to borrowers and even for financial aid. Um, It did establish some emergency financial aid grants. Uh, How can these grants help out uh, students? Well, the CARES Act established a higher education emergency relief fund which is a total of about $14 billion, at least half of that money must be given by the colleges to students as emergency financial aid grants to students. Uh, The colleges are supposed to have broad discretion on how they distribute that money. Unfortunately, the U.S. Department of Education issued guidance that limited it to students who uh, filed the FAFSA or could have filed the FAFSA, uh, which rules out international students, undocumented students, students who are getting less than a 2.0 GPA. And it's it's really narrow, and it's not explicitly in the language of the act. So there's, there's a lawsuit going on from California colleges uh, suing the U.S. Department of Education 
and the HEROES Act would uh, explicitly state that uh, I mean, it's not based on the FAFSA and would prohibit the U.S. Department of Education from limiting who can get that money. Um, but the colleges can set up their own processes. Uh, so some colleges are just giving everybody a few hundred dollars, depending on the college, uh, to uh, because they figure everybody's affected by the pandemic. Uh, some colleges, though, they want to target it at the students who have the greatest need. So they're having a simplified application process where you tell them I mean, why you need the money, what for. Like it might be that you need the money to get a computer because everything's online now and you didn't previously have a computer. Or you're at home in a rural area where they don't have internet access and you might need some way to get that internet access. Or you might have had costs of traveling home all of a sudden that weren't anticipated, costs of storing or shipping your belongings, or maybe you can't go home. And maybe your, your parents have the, pand the coronavirus, COVID-19, and you're afraid of getting sick yourself. Or you are worried maybe one of your parents is immunocompromised, a cancer patient, and you're worried that you might be sick and not know it and give it to that parent who could die. So there, there are a lot of expenses, and you might have to pay for uh, rent uh, for a temporary apartment until the pandemic passes. You know, you're the uh, publisher and you're a publisher and vice president for SavingForCollege.com. Wanted to talk a little bit about um, college prices uh, coming up in the future. I mean, even as early as maybe next year, let's start off with the spring semester because the fall semester is still up in question. Do you see prices per, per college going up? Is this something that future prospective students are really going to have to consider? Maybe kind of switching their, their number one school to something maybe a little bit more affordable? So the pattern that we see in past economic downturns is the public colleges uh, tend to have cuts to their state appropriations because states have to balance their budgets. Uh, the um, If their tax revenue is down, the, they have to cut costs somewhere. And the first place they cut is support of post-secondary education. And that means the colleges have to make up for that lost revenue somehow. The easiest way to do this is to increase tuition. Now, they can't necessarily increase international student tuition because they're going to have a drop in enrollment from international students who can't get to the U.S. Um, and out-of-state students, that may also be a problem because students are going to stay closer to home. I mean, they don't want to be far away from home when they have to go home. Uh, so we, we should see a, an above-average tuition inflation at public colleges, possibly even in the double digits. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, 10% or more. Um, might not be this fall, this this coming year, but I mean, the year after, I mean, it's almost certain to occur. Yeah, that's something to um, really consider uh, for prospective students, and I would uh, push them to your website too, which is great, savingforcollege.com, uh, some really great resources. Let's talk about student loan debt uh, real quick. The CARES Act did help with student loan debt. I want you to talk about that and, and you know, is this a time where we should be paying extra on our monthly payments for student loan debt if we have the resources to do so? So the CARES Act established a payment pause and interest waiver for certain federal student loans. These are loans that are held by the U.S. Department of Education. It includes all loans in the direct loan program and some older um, federal family education loans, FELP loans, that are held by the U.S. Department of Education. 
that includes loans from 2008-09 and 2009-10 that were made in the FELL program, but title was transferred to the U.S. Department of Education through the Insuring Continued Access to Student Loans Act. Essentially, the banks couldn't uh, didn't have the money to make the loan, so they got short-term financing from the federal government to make the loans. And then they had to either pay back that financing or transfer title to the Department of Education. So if you have a commercially held federal loan, you don't qualify. You could convert those loans into direct loans and qualify by consolidating them into a federal direct consolidation loan. And that can take 30 to 45 days. So if you're going to do it, get on it right yeah. away. Yeah. Private student loans are not eligible. Now, some of the lenders of private student loans are offering what's called a COVID-19 forbearance, where they are suspending the repayment obligation for 90 days, but interest is still going to accrue on those loans. Um, now, the HEROES Act, which was introduced earlier this week, proposes to not only provide a payment pause on all federal loans and private loans, but to extend it through not just September 30th of this year, but of next year, an additional 12 months. Uh, and it also proposes to provide up to $10,000 of loan forgiveness on federal and private student loans. It would be a good deal for students. It's not complete forgiveness, but every penny helps. Yeah, yeah, that is something that uh, everyone will have to keep a close eye on, especially if you have uh, student loans, um, something very interesting coming out of Washington. Okay, final question for you. Uh, should we bar be borrowing more now as far as uh, student loan or just loans in general go? Is this, is this a time where we should be borrowing more? Right. Well, I skipped answering one of your questions, which was if you can pay back your loans, should you do so even if they qualify for the payment pause and interest waiver? Um, and if you can, I would do with it. I mean, target your highest interest debt for the extra payments. Might not be a student loan, might not be a federal loan, it might be a private loan, might be credit card debt. Um, however, before you target extra money towards your loan payments, uh, I would build an emergency fund with half a year's salary because you might be okay for now, but who knows what's going to happen with your job in the future. That's some great now, advice. Yeah. Now, with regard to your current question, which is, uh, should we be borrowing more? Uh, well, the interest rates for the 2020-21 academic year are going to be at historic lows for federal loans. Uh, so certainly it's going to be cheaper debt than you could get otherwise. Um, but there are annual and aggregate loan limits, and generally you need that money to pay for school. So it's not as though you should borrow more now to save money later, though certainly uh, – I mean, you won't get interest rates this low ever again, so maybe you want to stretch out the repayment term and use uh, the savings in your monthly payment, the reduction in your monthly payment, to pay down other debt. Mark, that was uh, some outstanding stuff and some great advice. And one more time, uh, your website is savingforcollege.com. A lot of information there uh, for prospective students and just anyone. I was just browsing your website. you got some great uh, resources, so thank you so much for joining us on this 21 News Podcast. Thank you for having me.